0: Do you?
1: Good afternoon and welcome to Picks and Parlays here on Sports Byline Broadcast Network. I'm your host, Chelsea Messenger. As always, you can find me on Twitter at Chelsea Messenger. Drop me a line, a comment, something nice. And you can also visit our company pages. Picksandparlays.net is the website for tons of free picks, lots of analysis on MLB football, basketball, soccer, football. Uh, Also, check us out on Facebook, YouTube. Twitter, any social media uh, side of your choosing. If you just search picks and parlays, we're very easy to find. Uh, we're usually the first thing that pops up. Uh, can't miss us, drop us a line. And if you're old fashioned, you can call in the studio. Uh, the number is 800-878-PLAY. You can call us in the studio. Again, that number is 800-878-PLAY. On today's show, we've got Pac-12 football. Who's going to win? Is it going to be somebody from the South? Is it going to be Utah? A uh, great team, but uh, they, don't, they don't have quite uh, the tough schedule that some of the people in the North have. Um, Washington, Washington State. I know ESPN's doing an E60 on Mike Leach, which should be very interesting. He's one of my favorite coaches to follow. Uh, not only is he a great football coach, I mean, they were 11 and two last year. Uh, he's also writing a book on Geronimo. He's taught a class on modern warfare. So, I mean, he's a very interesting guy, uh, interesting conference. We've also got, uh, a couple good quarterbacks to watch in, um, Jacob Eason, the, the Georgia transfer at Washington and Justin Herbert, who's supposed to go, uh, as high as first overall in the NFL draft, uh, The quarterback from Oregon and then you've got Khalil Tate out of Arizona who was a huge prospect but got hurt how will he bounce back we've also got NFL win totals we're doing the Jets and the Giants today always fun when we're talking about the big market teams because there's so much pressure but you know what sometimes it doesn't pan out uh it'd be nice to see um what Sam Darnold can do in his second season up there but he's got a new head coach New coordinators, so it's a lot to learn for him. Uh, Giants as well. They've got Saquon Barkley, uh, reigning offensive rookie of the year. And then we've got some MLB picks, of course, as we do every day here on Picks and Parlays. We've got a great show coming up. Stay with us after the break. We've got college football.
2: And now today's Valero Minute. Top-tier detergent gasoline is the premier standard for gasoline performance, endorsed by seven of the world's top automakers. But why top-tier? Top-tier detergent gasoline reduces deposits on critical engine parts, which hurts engine performance. And top-tier detergent gasoline contains higher levels of cleaning additives to keep a vehicle's intake system clean, improve mileage, reduce emissions, and provide unsurpassed anti-corrosion protection. And now a word from Valero. Valero salutes you and all your finest moments for those times you go beyond what you thought possible, whether that looks like running that extra mile or that extra errand, for taking on a new challenge, a new adventure, or a new route to work. Wherever life's finest moments take you, get there with the finest fuel. Valero top tier certified quality fuel. It keeps your engine running cleaner, better, and longer. Find a station near you at ValeroCleanGas.com. You'll do it right to update your home to something more your style. Lowe's is here to help, and even better, we'll help you save. Step up your flooring with Pergo waterproof laminate flooring starting at just $2.48 per square foot and get it installed for just $0.99 per square foot. Swap out your old bath vanity with a stylish new one and get up to 40% off select vanities during our Refresh for Less kitchen and bath event. Whatever you need to make stylish updates to your home, do it right for less. Start with Lowe's. Offers valid through 724, U.S. only.
3: At 28, I
2: had struggled with opiate and meth addiction for 12 years.
0: That's 800-403-5912. When is a pencil more than a pencil? When it takes me from art art class class to gallery walls
1: worldwide. Staples is your back to school destination. Find all the supplies and inspiration you need. Come in store this week for our 50 cent deals. Staples composition books, two pocket poly folders, 12 pack yellow number two pencils, and 24 pack Crayola crayons, all 50 cents each. Staples, back to school and beyond. In store only. Offer ends 8319.
0: Limit 5 on pencils, limit 30 on call books, folders, and crayons, while supplies last.
1: Welcome back to Picks and Parlays here on the Sports Byline Broadcast Network. I'm your host, Chelsea Messinger. Uh, I, most, I misspoke earlier. We're not talking college football next. We're talking NFL. We've got Chip Chirimbus uh, here with us today. Let's talk about the Jets first, the New York Jets. They were 4-12 and last season, uh, but the over-under is seven wins for them. What do you have on the Jets? You
4: know, absolutely surprising number with seven. But it's seven, to seven to and a half, and it has seven minus $1.55. I think a lot of people are going to gravitate toward the Jets because of the acquisition of Le'Veon Bell mm-hmm. and, of course, Sam Darnold um, coming into his second season. But um, Chelsea, you had mentioned it earlier. That uh, Darnold is going to be in the second season, which is always a plus, but it's under a new system once again. Uh, Sam Case comes from Miami, and he's starting all over virtually. He had his ups and downs last year. He had some times when he looked pretty sharp and pretty good, and then he became injured. And after that, it seemed as though he struggled the rest of the way. So the jury's still out on Barkley, or Darnold rather, and uh, we're going to have to see what happens over time with the Jets. How much could they have improved? I don't know. Their top receiver, Roddy uh, Anderson. He's available if he can make bail or bond half the time, um, three or <laughs> no. four. Chelsea, I'm telling you, this guy is in more trouble. But um, they did get add Adam uh, Ty Montgomery um, as a running back, and he's going to help. They returned eight offensive players, and they returned nine on defense, plus Craig Williams now comes over, and he's going to help that defense out. You know, Chelsea, I don't know if returning that many players to a bad team is actually very good or helps, but um, they do have one more year under their belt. Um, they play a pretty tough schedule out of conference. They're going to be playing um, Pittsburgh, Baltimore, Oakland, and Cleveland. And everyone knows that Cleveland has been touted to um, be one of the top teams, or competitive teams in the AFC this season after that long drought. So yeah, Jets, I, I just
1: the problem I have is the seven wins part because they were four and twelve last exactly. season, and I think you're putting a lot of stock in Le'Veon Bell, who sat out an entire season. And we talked about this earlier, uh, how injuries can sometimes be a factor. If you sat out of games that long, being in game shape is not the same thing as being in good shape. You know, you can work out and do whatever, but it's not the same as playing an entire season. And I think the line kind of reflects that, and they're giving him a lot of credit.
4: I I think they are too as well, but they still are only 50-1 to to win the Super Bowl. They're 4-1 to to win the division because the Patriots are the only competition there uh, virtually, and that was kind of surprising. They're the second favorite in there, but... uh,
1: yeah, and they prohibited. haven't beaten the Patriots since what 2011, when Mark Sanchez did it in the playoffs. <laughs>
4: yeah, well they. Or maybe
1: that was at Foxborough. No, Pro, I, but I think still.
4: I, I think it was in Snow, and um, it was a low-scoring game, and they were fortunate to get through or get by it. Or that could have been the Jets because they both the Jets are, are Dolphins because they've both been as miserable against the yeah. um, against the Patriots. But this number seems that at a. 7 minus $1.55, if you look and you wait and you want to play the under, it'll go to 7.5, and And, um, that way you'll get a win opportunity if they end up uh, on the number. So that would be my my way to go there. I can't see playing the Jets over with all the fanfare they have coming in, and yet the odds are are so insurmountable. 25 to win, 1 to win the AFC. They won't even get out of the division, and they probably won't make the playoffs either.
1: Yeah, and they also signed uh, C.J. Mosley, which I don't know if you followed him, but he was from Alabama. I remember seeing him uh, in college football. $52.5 million over four years. Uh, some of the problems Adam Gaze, the new head coach, has had uh, with the front office is the spending. They've spent a lot of money with him and Le'Veon. Oh, I'm, I'm mistaken. Mosley's getting a five-year deal worth $85 million. Oh,
4: that's so bad.
1: So uh, there's there's a lot of spinning that Adam Gaze was was not entirely happy about. Uh, He was during the NFL draft. He didn't even want to be visible for the cameras because he didn't agree with some of their picks. And if that tells you something about their front office and the way that their chemistry is right now, well, not a good sign.
4: You know, Chelsea, just because you're spending big money or paying a lot of money for a particular player doesn't mean you're getting value or a good player at at that. Some of these guys, once they get that money, once they get that guaranteed money, their attitude changes incredibly. And I want somebody hungry that's going to be playing on my team.
1: Okay, so we're going to take the under with uh, seven wins for the Jets, correct?
4: Yeah, especially if um, if it goes to seven and a half and I'd rather lay even money than um, take money back and have to have them win only six. I'd rather win with seven. So if you can look for that number to increase and get that extra half game, I think it'd be well worth it.
1: Okay, let's move on to the Giants. So we have some time to talk about them yeah. because I know you like to- talking about the Giants. I think uh, the over under is six wins for them. Uh, what do you have on that?
4: Well. It- you know, forever, of course, uh, always been a, a season ticket holder for the Giants, but it doesn't matter in this business, in this game, if we have to play against them, we will, and we have, and we've done quite well against them in most recent years because they've been abominable. Five wins last year, 1-6-1 and one at home. I mean, that's absolutely horrendous. On the road, there were 7-1 against the number, but we're looking at six wins. Um, they may have a shot this year. You know, they're, they're trying to increase and build up strength for their offensive line to give Eli a little mm-hmm. bit more time. I mean, he still throws the ball really well. We know he doesn't move too well, and if you put pressure on him, like any other quarterback, he's going to um, have problems. But he does have a great running back in Barkley there, who comes up with 1,600 years, many carries, receptions, and he's going to be the workhorse. So returning seven guys are rebuilding their offense is a, is a need. And, you know, Chelsea, um, we discussed before, why did they draft Dave Brown and everyone thinks that um, they're looking to get him in the fray real early? And I don't think so. I think the Giants are going to go with Manning and not actually put this guy under fire so quickly because that New York media can destroy you. And I think they're looking to bring him along. I expect him maybe next year, maybe the end of the season, if the Giants have been eliminated, um, they might be bringing him in to get, see some game action. And I expect to see him a lot in the preseason, of course, but uh, it's going to be a long time, I think, before he gets a bona, a bona, bona fide start. I think it's the
1: smart play to not play Daniel Jones yep. until a little later in the season, but we'll see how the fans react because uh, in those big market cities, fans are not patient. And people aren't especially nice to Eli Manning. Well,
4: you know, uh, I, excuse me. I I, mean, I I have to be corrected because I called him Brown because Dave Brown was the other quarterback that drafted how to Duke as well. And it was Brown. You should have corrected me. But that's right. okay. Right. We got
1: gotcha. you. Go uh, but I will say Saquon Barkley should take some pressure off the quarterback position because when you do have a good run game, uh, it makes things a lot easier for the pass game. Uh, and like you said, they've really tried to, to add to that offensive line. They've made... Uh, yeah. They used their thirty-fourth overall pick on Will Hernandez, and they traded for, for uh, Kevin Zeitler, Zeitler, Zeitler. I don't <laughs> know if I'm saying that right, but um, yeah. And then they got Dexter Lawrence with their first-round pick out of Clemson, which was a great pick in my I, eyes. I
4: I agree with you there, and you know that they've got Golden Tate to throw the ball to, along with Shepard, who's coming in his fourth season. It's about time. He had some um, big-time receiving yards. With Beckham gone, you know, sometimes it's addition by, I mean, it, yeah, it's addition by subtraction, and a lot of people <laughs> not are really upset fan, huh? about Beckham being gone, but I don't know if all his teammates are. Um, I've heard people say, you know, how what was it like playing with him, and their response has been, well, he's not a friend.
1: Well, so. I just remember all those times that he kept punching the kicking net <laughs> or trying to kiss the the kicking net, proposing to it. Like his off like his sideline theatrics now, obviously like but the problem is he makes those catches and then you want to forget about all of his absolutely dramatics.
4: spectacular performer but um, you can't tell me as a player that has been involved in a team game that when someone's pulling antics like that and you're thinking about your job and you're concentrating what you're supposed to be doing and then all of a sudden goes someone elbows you and goes look at this and you turn around and your first response is you know look at that clown and then your your concentration and your focal point and your mindset is different from that point. And I think he's a big distraction. I think the Giants are better off without him.
1: Well, we'll see. Yeah. I mean, they did sign Golden Tate, but, I mean, talent-wise, I don't think Golden Tate is OBJ, but I think he's a better teammate.
4: No, I, so... I, well, I don't think the Giants have any aspirations of actually winning the Super Bowl or getting to the Super Bowl. And um, that's why they are willing to wait, I believe, for um, for Jones to mature. You know, they're 65 to one to win the Super Bowl and 35 and maybe in the division, but uh, they're not going anywhere in their division either. They're last among the four in the division with the Dallas Cowboys, Washington, Philadelphia, and they're over-under total. is That's why it's so low at six, though they have an advance, advantage here in that they are playing f- six teams that finished last last year, which, which includes Arizona. Yeah, they Arizona, play the AFC East, right, which is really uh, as nice. Well. So they... Uh, they may come up a little bit stronger than this number six. Uh, they've certainly been taking a beating in the New York media. And uh, I think the Giants have a chance to go over. And I, I don't play the, these totals too much. And I hope this isn't uh, my heart giving out something that uh, I can't back up. But they, they've got a lot of potential here with Manning gets any kind of time.
1: All right. We're taking the Giants to win over six games. Thanks so much, Chip. We'll be back after the break. Welcome back to Picks and Parlays here on the Sports Byline Broadcast Network. I'm your host, Chelsea Messenger. Let's get to some college football. Today we're doing the Pac-12. We've got Craig Trapp with us to talk about uh, a division that it seems like the North might be a little easier than the South. Even though the South has Utah, which is supposedly uh, the team to beat or or Washington. Uh, Washington is the returning champs. Uh, I think the, the over-under on their win total is nine and a half. So I think there's a lot of faith in the betting community on, on them. But um, yeah, I think Utah can definitely challenge them. Uh, what are your thoughts just initially on the conference?
6: Well, I mean, you're, you're right on. The North, the much tougher division, I would say Washington, Oregon, and then Washington State and Stanford all have um, a really good chance. I think all those teams are going to be plus 500 teams, where the South, I think the only team that's going to be plus 500 um, for sure it's going to be Utah, and that's why Utah is a plus 250 favorite to win the Pac-12 championship game this year, whereas Washington and Oregon are at plus 325, and uh, then you follow it up with Washington State at plus 800, and Stanford at plus 1500, and I actually think USC's crazy plus 600, I don't know, uh, I think it's more just because the, their fans are so, they're going to bet them no matter what, so they've bet them down to that, but I mean, those are, for me, the teams that teams to beat when you just first glance at it
1: yeah all right let's start with washington uh 10 and 4 last season under chris peterson Uh, i think the x factor for them this year is their quarterback jacob eason the the transfer uh from georgia who had high praise as a recruit he played at georgia he was um doing pretty well but then he got hurt and then jake Fromm took the job from him Uh, so he certainly has the talent six six Pro-style quarterback uh, from the Seattle area, Uh, so you know he he likes the area. Um, But he hasn't played in a long time. He hasn't played for an entire season, so there's going to be some rust there. He's going to be learning a new offense, and just playing in games again is is a lot different. So what do you you think uh, as far as his potential in that offense?
6: Well, I think his upside is higher. Uh, but like you said, not only did he not play last year, as I said, he didn't play uh, because he got injured early on in the season. So it's really been basically two seasons. And when you got the over at nine and a half on a team that only returns two defensive starters, I, you know I'm very uh, big supporter of Coach Peterson. I've made so much money uh, as a handicapper <laughs> betting on him at Boise, and even um, early on uh, since he's been at Washington. But I think the big worry here is a, a suspect defense. You have a, a quarterback that may have a little rust early in the year. Luckily, they play a pretty easy schedule early: Eastern Washington, um, Cal, Hawaii to start out, and then they go BYU. And they do get um, they they do get a um, home games against Oregon and Washington State and Utah. Utah so yeah. they they get all three of their toughest to, uh, in conference foes at home. So that's a big positive, a huge um, home field advantage, of course. But I think there's a little worry there, and at plus three twenty five. I'm staying away from Washington as far as a future bet to win the conference.
1: Yeah, and one last thing, Uh, people have talked about how good Washington is at home. Uh, They haven't lost at home since 2016, so you've got to factor that in. And I know Vegas knows that, so that's probably built into the line as well. Uh, Let's talk about Utah next. Uh, Over in the South, um, a lot of people say they have a good chance to, to win the conference and they have a lot of talent. They have a returning quarterback, running back, and I think most of their defensive line. uh, What are your thoughts on Utah? Well,
6: Utah is, I think, the the most likely team if you're going to show up in, say, the college football uh, championship for the Pac-12 because they have the easier side of the conference, like we said. And I like the experience they have, but with Tyler Huntley uh, coming back at quarterback, And uh, Zach Moss at running back. Remember, they missed the last, I think it was five, maybe even five and a half games where they they missed both of those guys. So having them back when they were there, they were very, very good last year. And Coach Winningham, I think, is the most underrated college football coach out there. And uh, their over-under, as far as wins, is nine and a half. I think that's a layup. I think this team easily wins 10. Mm And I think they could even, uh, you know, maybe even scratch that 11-1. They do have a dangerous BYU team. At BYU to start the year, of course, that's the Holy War game every year. And these teams don't like each other. So that's a trap game for them. Uh, But then after that, they they play Northern Illinois, Idaho State, and then at USC, I think an overrated uh, USC team. And then Washington State. So I think this team could easily start the year 5-0, 6-0. And if healthy, uh, Huntley and Moss could give them a huge advantage. I love the defense. Cornerback Jalen Johnson. I think it's going to be a future first-round draft pick. And they've got a great depth and uh, quality defensive line. So very tough team. I think the the team to beat in the Pac-12.
1: Yeah, and like you said about their defense, I don't know if a lot of people know this, but their defensive coordinator, Junior Lake, Nick Saban's tried to hire him. Yeah. So that says something, that he must be doing something right. Uh, But that's not a name you hear all the time. And I think partly just because he's at Utah, that's not – Uh, a program that gets a lot of press but they are a good team and you need to give them respect Uh, let's go back to the north let's look at washington state they were 11 and 2 last season with a win in the the alamo bowl Uh, they've had eight at least eight wins in the past four seasons under mike leach the guy that's so interesting to so many people including myself Uh, i think they surprised some people last season yes um they're not sneaking up on people this year
6: no transfer quarterback. Uh, Gage
1: Gooberud. Gooberud.
6: Ah, Gooberud go. is how you uh, pronounce it. I had to look it up. Could be a fun name if uh, <laughs> if they if they have one of those magical seasons. That's going to be a fun name to have to pr- uh, pronounce on the radio all year long. But I think he's, he's the he's the key because anytime Mike Leake has a good team, uh, it's it's about the quarterback. Obviously, they throw the ball around a lot. Not a whole lot of deep passes. He you know that really will take yeah, advantage. Yeah, it's that of, dink
1: and dunk. Yeah, the, the
6: short precise passing you know they did run the ball very well last year so i think they could rely on the run game a little more early on until goo Brood.
1: goo Brood. it's like goo and yeah. then brood, like brood coffee but
6: i think this is a team at eight to one i think an outside chance uh, you know because crazy things happen that one crazy the bad thing for them is of course they're at um, washington to finish the, the year um, in the big rivalry game so that's a tough one that game could come down to who wins the conference Uh, Outside, of course, the Oregon would be the third team in the North division. But as much as I like Coach Leak, and I do think um, they're over would maybe be a good spot better than, say, the um, winning the conference at eight to one
1: yeah and just a little background on goo brood he came over from the fcs uh, eastern washington so there will be some questions there when you're stepping up the level of competition Uh, you can't always guarantee that those guys are going to have success when you play in a a bigger conference Uh, so that'll be an x factor that's not and i don't think they've announced that he's won the starting job yet so Looks uh, like it, but yeah, you never like know. I would bet that he's yeah. going to win it, but we don't know how well he's going to do. Although it's not, it's not long passes, and you're no. not, it's more about accuracy yep. than it is about arm talent uh, with that Washington State uh, offense. Uh, let's get to some other teams. What are some other teams you're looking at? Oregon's uh,
6: definitely the other team. I mean, that's, oh, that's the right. other team in this conference. Uh, the over on them is eight and a half. Uh, like I said, they're plus 325 to win the. Pac-12 championship game of course you know Heisman Trophy winner Justin or one of the favorites I'd say he's he hasn't won it
1: yet but he's second (laughs)
6: behind I would say second or third uh, as far as the quarterbacks are concerned Justin Herbert is probably going to be the number one pick and I think he probably would have been the number uh, one two or three pick this year but for you know, I'm not really sure why he decided to come back, but he did, and Oregon could use him. That's for sure. Very tough game to start the year. Uh, they play Auburn to start the year. Anytime you play an SEC on those those big defensive line against a, a you know Oregon team that always has a smaller offensive, smaller, quicker offensive line. I think that could be a, a stepping point for them this year if they could get off to a good start. They play Nevada after that, Montana at Stanford, Cal. So they could start the year five and zero uh, right there. Um, Stanford is a very tough team this year. I think that's the other team um, outside of Oregon that has a pretty good chance.
1: So you think they'll beat Auburn? I,
6: I do, I do think they'll beat Auburn. I think I think Herbert's gonna have a really good year. I, I, I think if you come back knowing that you would have been a, one of the top picks in the NFL draft, you're coming back uh, to, to succeed, not just individually, but as a team. I mean, what other motivation would there be if you pass up that kind of money? So I think Oregon's sitting on a really big season. I think they're gonna be really hot. And I think it's gonna be it's gonna come that at Washington game as far as uh winning the North.
1: Yeah, and like we said earlier, Washington's really tough at home. They have not lost there since twenty sixteen. So uh it'll be a big feat for them. But if Herbert is as good as um maybe his numbers look like last year, um uh, he did the only knock on him is he had a fifty nine percent completion rate, but he had fifty two drops from his yep. receivers. So if his receivers can get it together, uh even if just some of those are taken out his, his completion rate is going to look a lot better. And he is a a seasoned quarterback that there's a reason that these NFL scouts really like him. Uh, I will say about the red zone defense, it's limited opponents to field goals 43% of the time. So that's also something to consider uh, when you're trying to win ball games, that defense, that's, that's a pretty big feat. Um, Personally, I don't see them beating Auburn just because Auburn's defensive yeah. line is so good. They're, and we'll see you. a lot from uh, Herbert in that first game, uh, how he responds to pressure. Yep. Um, so that'll be a, a good thermometer for uh, Oregon in Yeah, I general. think
6: that's that's a, you know, when you start off in these big games, boy, if you can get off, you know, the confidence that you can gain from that. Mm-hmm. And then, like I said, they have a very easy schedule. Add to that Nevada, Montana, then at Stanford. So they could go into Stanford 3-0. and That's a ton of momentum and this is a going to be an offense that's kind of built on momentum even when they went back to chip kelly days that you know when they get moving boy they're a tough team to stop and i think that's still the case with herbert at quarterback
1: yeah under a minute left in our our little segment is there any other teams that you wanted to touch on that well, i haven't really gotten to? well i
6: think the uh, St- stanford with costello at quarterback i think you know you always have to give shot coach shaw at stanford doesn't a, a great job offensive line was a question mark last year didn't improve a lot there so that's gonna need to improve and then i think arizona and cleo tate mm-hmm. his talent is, is good injuries last year hurt him and then i like the under as far as uh clay helton and usc this year as far as win total there
1: yeah clay helton might not even have a job by right. midseason, so we'll see about that um uh thanks for the picks thanks for the expertise craig uh, after the break we've got mlb picks we're back after the break on picks and parlays
0: Paint pros know what you don't paint is just as important as what you do paint. So the Home Depot has bulk pricing on a full assortment of 3M Painters, Tapes, and Paint Essentials. Everything you need, every day. Like 3M masker Film and Scotch Painters Tape. For the cleanest results on every paint job, 3M and the Home Depot have got you covered. With bulk price savings on 3M Paint Essentials, every day, only at the Home Depot. More saving, more doing. U.S. only.
1: When is a calculator more than a calculator? When it takes me from solving math problems
0: to exploring the
1: universe. Staples is your back-to-school destination. Find all the supplies and inspiration you need. Staying organized is the key to a successful school year. Come in store this week and get Staples Standard View one-inch three-ring binders in assorted colors just $1.92 each. Staples, back-to-school and beyond. In-store only, ends eight thirty-one nineteen. while supplies last. And we're back here on Picks and Parlays here on the Sports Byline Broadcast Network. I'm your host, Chelsea Messinger. Uh Make sure and look us up on Facebook, Twitter, YouTube, any social media platform of your choosing. You can also hit us up on the web, picksandparlays.net. We've got plenty of free picks every day. Baseball, basketball free agency, football, some soccer. Everything you can bet on, it's there on the website. Uh, right now, let's get to Zoom some uh major league baseball we've got mitch wilson here with us uh let's dive right in let's start with the braves and the nationals we've got kyle wright who's owen two with a seven era for the braves going against steven strasburg of the nats nats have to be favored in this one i would assume
3: yeah, they are. I'm showing Tehran starting. So maybe there is a a and change in this one, but, um, you know, this is a different Washington than the one that uh, you and Craig were just talking about. And I was thinking, as I was watching your PAC, uh, 12 preview, um, you know, I was thinking, uh, when Craig was talking about Chris Peterson, it's, uh, there's, there's no quicker way to lose a lot of money than betting against Chris Peterson on a regular basis. <laughs> that guy knows how to cover some point spreads. That you, don't, you don't see Chris Peterson's teams taking a knee at the two-yard line at the end of the game. They always punch it in. So I just love Chris Peterson teams. But anyways, back to this Washington. Steven Strasburg, 11-4 and four on the season. He is starting to show us the Steven Strasberg that uh, we all thought we were going to see when he first came up. Uh, 3-0 and in his last three starts, 1.77 ERA. And I'll tell you what, the Nationals are playing some pretty good baseball. Of course, the Braves' playoff contenders, their team on a mission this season. This should be a pretty good game, actually.
1: Yeah, and what you were saying about uh, Julio Turan, um they called up Kyle Wright um, just today, I believe. So that was kind of a, a last-minute decision um, since Max Freed was hurt. So I had Turan on the starter list yesterday, but that must have been a last minute decision. Uh, so you're I'm taking the Nats that, in that one.
3: I'm seeing right as well. I like the Nationals in this one. I think the Braves, you know, returning home from, from the road in Milwaukee and now, you know, coming back home. Usually we see teams when they return back home that first night back, they're usually just not themselves, even though you would think they would react to the home team. Plus the way that Strasburg's is pitching, I think it's going to be pretty tough and uh We've seen the Nationals come through in the late innings recently a lot, too. And this team, it's, it's, they seem to be a lot more focused than they were even just a few weeks ago.
1: Yeah, they kind of went on a run there, and their bullpen hasn't been quite as awful as it was in, in some of these games. Um, so we're taking the Nats in that one. Let's move on to the Twins A's. It's Kyle Gibson going for the Twins. Five and four record, 4.03 ERA against Mike Fires of Oakland. Nine and three with a six, uh, 3.61 ERA. I know Mike Fires was kind of shaky at the start of the year, but he's actually really turned it on. I think almost since that no hitter, uh, which was incredible, uh, he's been really good for the A's starting rotation. Uh, what are your thoughts on this game?
3: Mike fires has always been one of those guys to me that I call a five inning guy where it's like at five innings, then he's done. But this season it's been a different Mike fires. And like you mentioned, since the no hitter, it's something that we normally see a tail off of of pitchers fires has actually been on fire since the no hitter. He's got a 0.89 ERA in his last three starts. And of course, you know, the A is one of the peskiest teams out here, out there. And, you know, when you have the twins, this is a team that's overachieved all the first you know half of the season as well, and you know after the break, and they're you know, you can tell by the way they're playing after break, they're going to be there, you know, when all is said and done. I expect the A's to be there too. This is going to be another one of those nip and tuck games. So I think in this one the way to play this one is the total. And I think this one goes under the total. I think the total is just at a a pretty big number here, 10 and a half. You have fires with the 0.89 ERA, Kyle Gibson, 2.53, you know, ERA overall. Uh, You know, the starting pitching for for the, for the, for the twins and the A's overall pretty good. The the bullpens on both these teams pretty good. I know both these teams are, are good at the plate, but they're both, I think even better situational, uh, situational hitting teams and I think you know what we've seen from the A's not just this year from over the years that it seems that when they get a team on the ropes they know how to take advantage of it and they might only score runs in one inning a game but it'll be four and it'll be good enough and I think that this will be that type of game I don't know if their one run of scoring one inning of scoring runs will be good enough I think it's going to be good enough for the under for us in this one I'm going to take the under in the Twins A's game
1: Yeah, and I know a lot of people don't really like to talk about the A's just because they're in Oakland, but they're only four and a half games back out of the lead, uh, the AL West uh, behind the Astros. Uh, They've won six in a row, and they've got a 98-run differential. So, I mean, they're doing some right things, and it's crazy because you don't even hear about them uh, as a team to make a big splash uh, during the trade trade deadline, Uh, and I know they don't like to spend money. Uh, I know they picked up Homer Bailey for a very, very good value. I think they're paying him 250000 for the rest of the season, which is he wild considering what the Bailey, Reds are paying him.
3: Bailey was outstanding last night also in typical mm-hmm. A's fashion. You know, it just, what this really turned out to be almost is a Homer Bailey for Sonny Gray trade, right? Because Sonny Gray was on the A's and, uh, you know, via the Yankees and Homer Bailey is now, you know, on the A's from the Reds via the, via the Royals. So it's almost like a Homer Bailey for a sunny gray trade um, that happened here. And I'll tell you, both teams seem to have benefited by picking up these pitchers. I like the way Bailey pitched and it's just so typical of the A's to find a guy and they can just even like fires, same thing. You know, you just get the guy in these situations that, um, you know, all of a sudden they were kind of an afterthought or seen as uh, my dog, Sam joining us here. Aww. Um you get, he's a good uh, boy. He is a good boy. He's always my dog of the day. And uh, I'll tell you that uh, um, I, I really do like the under in this one. I just think that, like I said, I think the A's and the Twins on both sides of the ball, offensively and defensively. And I think the reason why the A's always do it in a way that not, like you say, not a very exciting way is because they play outstanding defense. They they rarely, be, this is a team that rarely beats themselves. You know, oh, yeah. They play, defense, way underrated in baseball. And it's so important.
1: Yeah, Ramon Laureano is making some incredible plays, and that's a name that a lot of people probably haven't even heard of because I know he was competing uh, for a starting job just to even make the team. Uh, But now he's one of their better defenders, and it's been really fun to watch. Uh, So we're taking the under in the A's game, correct? Correct.
3: Yeah, and also you have to remember Sean Mania not even in the rotation yet, you know, for the A's, and he sh- he's due back in August just in time for that stretch drive to maybe, you know, get a wild card spot or, you know, maybe steal the division.
1: Yeah, and Frankie Montas is gone too, so it's incredible that they're even competing in that division uh, with two of their better starters not even playing. Like, I don't think uh, Montas won't be able to play in the postseason because he's suspended. Um but yeah, what they've been able to do with the, the payroll that they have and some of the pieces that they cobbled together, kind of like they did last year with Brett Anderson, uh, Edwin Jackson, Trevor Cahill. So that's, that's really impressive for them. Uh, so let's move on to the Angels and Astros. It's Matt Harvey going for the Angels, three and four, 688 eight, ERA. Uh, not the Matt Harvey that he's probably getting paid to be. Uh, or the Matt Harvey that we saw for the Mets. But um, the Astros have Wade Miley, 7-4, and four, with a three three two 3 2 ERA. Uh, initial thoughts, feelings on this game?
3: Well, as you said, you know, Matt Harvey, hardly the pitcher that he was. But if we look at that ERA um, on the season, he just came off, you know, being injured. He hadn't pitched since May 23rd when he allowed eight runs in 2.2 innings, which, as we know, um, when you don't have a lot of innings under your belt, we will just shoot your ERA right through the roof. And you know, you look at his past three, and you look at that, but you look at last time out against the Mariners at home, 5.2 innings, four hits, a run, three strikeouts, three walks, 93 pitches. So a solid outing for uh, Matt Harvey last time out. Also, we have to remember that the A's have, or the Angels have some really good momentum going. And to me, the mm-hmm. Astros are a disappointing team. I love value. I love dogs, just not my, you know, not just my dog, Sam, but I like all dogs. And uh, I like the, dog, the, the, the home dog here, the, uh, the Angels against the Astros in what I am very sure is going to be an unpopular pick. But I know you had Chip Cherimbus on earlier, and this is the type of game where I could just hear Chip saying, you know, why are the Angels only plus one thirty-five in this game with Matt Harvey up against Wade Miley with his two point two five ERA? Right, it's like it just almost doesn't even make sense. So right. I got to pick the Angels in this one.
1: Yeah, like you said, the Angels uh, have really come on strong um, uh, since I think they came together after um, Tyler Skaggs passed. After after that, they've seemed to be a different ballgame. They've won a lot of close games. And they've really come together, and we've seen that in the win-loss column. Uh, I will say the Astros, uh, top to bottom, are a very good team. Uh, but, I mean, every day in baseball, every team is beatable. The Astros are certainly beatable, uh, especially with Wade Miley. It's not Justin Verlander on the hill for them. Um, and, yeah, if you're trying to build value, like you're not trying to bet on the favorite every game as well. Um
3: I think in baseball in general, you know, when it comes to betting on baseball, you have to look at the big picture and what the way that I look at it, and I talk about this a lot, you know? So those of you that have watched me often, you hear me say this all the time. And, you know, Tony T who's, you know, I always say this on his podcast. I say it on my own live shows, but I, I say this and there it's, it's true, but people, they never seem to be able to buy into it. And that is, Winning 100 games in baseball is a really big deal. It's a really big deal. Maybe one team a season at the most is able to do that. That means the very, very, very best teams lose at least 62 times a year. That is a lot of losses and a lot of time. So you just have to pick your spots. So you look at a team like the uh, Boston Red Sox, for example, they're my favorite example, okay? If you bet on the Boston Red Sox, who have a winning record this season. They're 53-44. and 44. But if you bet $100 on the, rest, on the Red Sox every single game this season, you've lost 1581 bucks. And it's been ugly at home where you're down $1,853 if you bet $100 on them at home where, uh, you know, you would expect the, the defending World Series champs to be at their best.
1: Right, and like we've said, the Astros are definitely beatable. They haven't won a series uh, since the All-Star break. They split with the Rangers, and um, right now if they if they lose to the Angels tonight, they're looking at a loss in that series as well. They won last night 11-2 to over the Angels, uh, but those first two games, uh, the Angels took it. So uh, the series is on the line tonight uh, for a, a series win for the Angels, uh, and it, it definitely can be done. Uh, especially for the Astros, a team that's sitting pretty in their division. Uh, like we said earlier, they only have a four-and-a-half game lead, but they've had a lot of people hurt, and they've kind of coasted by. For how how they've done it, I don't know, uh, but they've remained atop that division, uh, despite a lot of injuries, and that shows their depth, and so I don't think the urgency quite is there for the Astros, as it will be uh, later down the stretch. Uh, so yeah, we're from taking... A, from a better-
3: From a betting perspective, at 23 games over 500, if you bet $100 on the Astros every single game, at 23 games over 500, you've lost 20 bucks, which is unbelievable at 23 games over 500. Now, if you bet $100 on every game that the Astros have played on the road, and they're 27 and 23, so they have a winning record, you've lost $634. This is a losing proposition (laughs) to take... Big favorites in Major League Baseball, especially on the road. And if you look at Boston and Houston and, you know, some of these other teams like that, it's bare. It bears out every single season is like this. And if you, you know, these are, um, you know, these aren't numbers that I make up or, you know, it's not that I hate one team or, you know, don't like another team or whatever. It's these are the numbers and the numbers don't lie.
1: Yeah, and like you said, baseball is very different than something like football because, number one, there are so many games, and every team has a chance to beat every team. It's not uh, like the NFL where you're not going to see as many upsets. So we're taking the under in the A's-Twins game, the Angels over the Astros, and the Nats over the Braves. We want to thank Mitch Wilson for joining us for your picks. We're back after the break on Picks and Parlays.
2: fight back by letting our team of experts at the tax helpline work it out with the irs so you can keep your money
0: That's 800 932 1749.
1: Welcome back to Picks and Parlays here on the Sports Byline Broadcast Network. I am your host, Chelsea Messenger. You can find me every day on Twitter at Chelsea Messenger. Uh, you can also find plenty more picks and all of today's picks on picksandparlays.net. Visit our website, our Facebook, our Twitter, our YouTube. I know some of you guys are listening, uh, watching on YouTube uh, right now, and we want to thank you for your comments. We do see them. We do appreciate them. Uh, we haven't forgotten about you. Uh, we've had a great show today. We've talked about a plethora of things. We've started uh, with some NFL win totals. We talked to New York Jets, and we think that they're going to go under seven wins. Uh, they only won four ballgames last year, and we don't have the faith in Le'Veon Bell that maybe... The betters do uh, the New York Giants. We have them going over six and a half uh, wins this season. Uh, a lot of big things to expect from Saquon Barkley and the run game. They've really tried to beef up that offensive line, uh, so we do have a, lo- a lot of faith in them to at least win seven ball games. Not a whole lot of faith. Uh, we're not picking them to win the division or anything, but we think they go over six and a half wins in the Pack twelve. We picked Utah to win the conference, upsetting. Well, it's not an upset pick, Uh, but we do think that they beat Washington, the defending champs. Uh, We do like the over for the win totals, over nine and a half wins for Washington. We think they win uh, 10 ballgames this year. Uh, And then in baseball, we've got the Nats beating the Braves. We've got the Angels going over the Astros and the under in the Twins A's game. We've got plenty more picks coming tomorrow. Uh, we're here every weekday. Come join us. Pick some parlays. Bet. Win. Repeat. You can find us every day. One Pacific for Eastern. We hope you come back tomorrow.